New York City. New York City. You are now rapping. You are now rapping. With Mikey. <laughs> 50 cent, 50 cent. You gotta love it. You gotta love it. Listen to Keep the Change podcast whole night. You drive me crazy, shorty. I need to see you and feel you next to me. I provide everything you need, and I like your smile. I don't want to see you cry. Got some questions that I gotta ask, and I hope you can come up with the answers, baby. Welcome in, you are listening to another edition of the Keep the Change podcast where we go through the questions that you've asked us and if we can answer them we will do that and if we can't we'll probably still have a crack at them anyway. There are a number to get through and there is a link at the bottom of the email that goes out every Friday if you'd like to ask a question. It's an easy way for us to collate these questions and then for Mikey and I to both see them. So even if you do send a message through to Instagram or email, um, yeah, it'd be, I'd be better and more thorough if you could ask the question via this link and then Mikey and I can both provide you with our thoughts. Now, the first one today is more of a keen to hear your take than a question. What are your thoughts on the government fully owning Kiwi Bank? Could we, would we want to, in brackets, see them trying to run it as a not-for-profit organisation that could undercut the rest of the market? Question mark. Now, I think you wrote down a very succinct answer to this, didn't you? Well, people that like governments and stuff um, don't like supermarkets having monopolies and all of this. I mean, f- fuck, where do I start? Okay, so <laughs> was government doing Kiwi Build a success? No. Um, <laughs> do you want me to go through this list of 100 things that you're going to say, no, it wasn't successful? Gotcha. You know, like where do, where does it end? I mean, so you're saying they'll butcher it, basically. Yeah, but I also um, I don't know the details of how this works. I assume that uh, it's now owned by the government, and they would obviously hire people from the yeah. banking industry that have been doing it for years. They would let them run it, I guess. Yeah, they probably don't have much to do with it apart from. Uh, topping it up when it runs out of money. <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm just trying to find my notes. But basically, the, the government's not a, a good business. Um, and if, you know, the bank needs to make money, and are they the right people to help it do that? No, they're not. But they were they were mostly the owner before, I think. Yeah. Like nothing's going to change. There was something that I spotted that was interesting, and Phil, my business partner, pointed this out to me, which was an article. There was an option for outside investors to get involved, and I can't remember exactly how that setup was, but it it wasn't the fact that they couldn't get involved. It was the fact that with the government being involved at yeah. that level, they weren't going to be able to have any input into the governance and without that, they were like, no, we're not keen to be a part of this. Mm. Well, that's one part of the deciding factor. So they were obviously concerned in some ways who's going to be overseeing all of this, who's going to be assigned as the person that oversees this and make sure it's going in the right direction as the chairman or chairperson, etc. Like, There was obviously a piece of the puzzle that we don't necessarily understand. And I reckon that will come out eventually. Uh, but I think that... Kiwis really love to feel like they own something, right? Property, uh, the the airline, 
yeah. New Zealand, yeah. for instance. Yeah. And I think the Kiwi Bank thing, I think it's quite a good strategic play, no, depending on no matter what government's in charge, to be like, that's our bank. And fuck, there's a big narrative of like, fuck those big Aussie for banks. Sure, they take the sure. profits offshore and all that shit. So I think this is quite a smart strategic play. Mm. And then what you can do when you control an entity like this is you can start doing things, can't you? You can say, well, hey, look, if you move your banking from BNZ to Kiwi Bank, then Kiwis are going to be given a 0.5% decrease in their mortgage interest rate or whatever. I'm sure there'll be ways that they can kind of use this to play. I have heard that the people there have been told they want to start doing a Excuse me, a bit more riskier stuff instead of just a you know eighty percent mortgage on a million dollar house. Yeah. Um. So hopefully, maybe we see some business stuff and things. Well, they are. They're putting the foot down on the gas a little bit more, trying to build out their business book. Yeah. 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 That's what I heard too, which is exciting, right? Because that's Mm. where I'd like to see some stuff go. But, um, yeah, I just don't. In terms of like the government being a an owner. I just hope they're not a manager, you know? Yeah. Like, um, it'll probably get brought back by KiwiSaver funds that in New Zealand's New Zealanders' savings will buy a percentage of the bank. Yeah. In time. Yeah, that, it'll just go in and out of that kind of thing, I'd say. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Yep. Uh, yeah, I, I don't, you know, I didn't dig massively into it to kind of see. No, it didn't really yeah. interest me either. Yeah. I mean, I, I saw like online, there's a whole lot of people saying, yeah, well done. And there's a whole lot of the other side being like, fuck this. Yeah. And, and you're just like, oh, cool. So it's like everything else in New Zealand at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> right, on to the next one. Are there any tax-free or tax-on withdrawal options in New Zealand for savings on investment accounts? Sucks that the pension laws require income tax to be deducted before investing. Australia and other countries do not require this until withdrawal. Really awesome newsletter. Please keep sending. I also read it and your tips and strategies are fantastic. You are the New Zealand version of Barefoot. That's a big call. Uh, the question, are there any tax-free or tax on withdrawal options in New Zealand for savings or investment accounts? Sucks that the pension laws require income tax. I, I really don't even know this one. Like I don't even really know what they're trying to ask or what they're uh, saying. Maybe it's like if you're putting money into a savings account, then you're paying tax on the interest. Uh, if you're putting money into shares, then you are paying tax on the dividends. Deducted before investing. And then it sucks that the pension laws, like I don't even, I don't know what the pension laws require, like why the word pension, yeah, this this one's beyond me, so we'll skip that one. <laughs> Too hard. Uh, I have a question. If not relevant, please ignore. KiwiSaver ID changed my PIE, my PI tax rate on this from 175 to 28%. Is it worth explaining this to your masses? Only bloody PI I know doesn't include percentages for fuck's sake. <laughs> it's a steak and cheese. You yeah. guilty. Bottom line is I can't even begin to understand what they're even talking about. Are there thousands like me on this subject? Cheers. Uh, you are the gift that keeps on giving because a lot of my friends are going to do way better in life. How good. Uh, thank you. Cheers. That's pretty cool. So that rate has to sort of be in alignment with where you sit in terms of the tax rates. And now yeah. I think that a lot of people would have put their pie rate into their KiwiSaver based on what their income was. So 17.5%, probably those between fourteen and 48000 Yeah, something that needs to be updated and people forget, yeah. I think, is the one thing. And then you could have just been like me back in the day and I'll be like, I'll just click the lowest one. That would be mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But that, 
<laughs> you get a bill later on if you do that. Yeah. <laughs> so you want to make sure that with your, you know, in the internet banking, for instance, if you're earning interest on your accounts, because all of that information goes over to the IRD now. Yeah. So you want to make sure that they've got your actual tax rate and that it's not based on something from five years ago when you set your bank account up because when you do your tax return, it will calculate, oh, you've underpaid your tax on this interest and uh, that sort of thing. So be worth doing that. Also with your um, yeah, with your KiwiSaver as well, look into that and see what that's set at so that that's been, the dividends and stuff have been taxed Most right on that. Most KiwiSaver platforms online and stuff now are pretty good at explaining how, what, yeah, yeah, how yeah, which yeah. one you fit into and things like that. So Yeah. Uh, next question here. Hi, team. It's a thorny subject, consumer debt. I want to know how much the average middle-of-the-road Kiwi has ticked up on cars, HPs, etc. How can we reduce this? Obviously, saving for a new car is not always an option, and the washing machine always dies three days before payday. Are there better ways? Considering you only get one crack at life, is it better to throw it on the mortgage and forget about it? Can you even do that at this age? Well, I don't know how old that person is, but throw it on the old mortgage, Mikey. Yeah, you can. Um, cars and... We, we have a thing called the Responsible Lending Code, Responsible Lending Rules, and um, it sort of restricts, and purpose for lending is quite important. Like if you want to borrow money against your house to buy a new car, you can, but the bank's probably not going to give you a 30-year mortgage because the chance of you still having that car in 30 years is probably pretty slim. So using common sense, we'd probably look at it and be like, yeah, five to seven years or whatever. Um so, you know, and then, the, then you can get home loan rates and things like that. But uh, the other part of the question is easy to answer. Like, just try and try not to. Yeah. Like, get on get on zero in terms of credit and debt if you can, eh? Um, taking out car loans at higher rates. And in the finance industry, we look at a situation and people are like, fuck, I need a new car and I don't want a loan. But, you know, they've just bought their house a year ago and they haven't been able to save up the funds for it. And there's scenarios where, like, that person can't get to work <laughs> yeah, if they don't have a car. So that's probably quite important. Um, in business, there's other purposes, right? Like, in terms of claiming interest back as an expense and all these things. So, But basically, in general, just try and save up for your cars and your material items that go down in value, eh? Yeah. Stay away from the consumer debt. It sucks. Yeah, you buy now, pay later, your credit card and all that shit. Like, it's it's just the thing to do, so it's not, you know, there's so many people that be like, nah, that, that's not right. Like, there's, there's no problem with buy now, pay later. There's no problem with a credit card I pay. I get so many people messaging, oh, but if I pay my credit card on time, I don't know how many times you have to try and tell people, but yes, but you're statistically likely to spend more and mm. to buy things that you don't need because you've got access to credit because you're looking at it as, oh, it's, not, it's money that's not mine and then you worry about it later. Like, get now, worry about it later. And same with your credit card, but oh, I only use it for things I need. Oh, okay, but there's just there's this feeling that you'll never experience when you fucking don't have yeah, yeah, yeah. a yuck credit card where you're like, oh, God, I've got to pay 1500 bucks off my credit card this month. Yeah, 100%. Just get rid of it. Um, the There was something else in here that I... Oh, as well, at the moment, the thing that's changed is that interest rates are going, they're skyrocketing, right? Yeah, that's interesting, isn't it? Yeah, so we got some vehicle finance for next advisory, for instance, and it was 4% uh, two years ago. It's yeah. now 8 with at a minimum. And really? clients are coming in being like, oh, I'm going to buy this car. What's the interest rate? Oh, 11%. Yeah. 
Love, wow, yeah. Oh, just... But you know what's what's what does a person want when they finance a car? Oh, I want to get a, I'll get a flashier one that I need to. Yeah, because ah, well, why not? And we're in this false sense of forgetting how expensive debt now is and could become. Like it, we might not mm. be there yet, you know. Mm. So that eight percent could turn into twelve. That eleven could turn into fifteen, and all of a sudden, hundred thousand dollar car, say fifteen percent, fuck, fifteen grand of interest a year. Let's not forget that we'll bolt on some thousand dollar setup fees that you'll probably pay interest on as well, yep. and that's um you know that that's going to be grunty for a lot of people. A thousand dollar setup fee, fifteen percent, or there's an extra hundred and fifty dollars. Fifteen percent. That's a it's a decent rate like it, it changes <laughs> the game ass. yeah fuck yeah so think about these things before like you need to understand the term and the rate and the interest you're paying over that time next one hi look what's your thoughts on using equity to buy stock shares that pay dividends does the bank allow this also yeah so is that are they meaning borrow against their property yeah i guess so yep. then if they've got a property and it's you know got room to borrow against the purpose to buy stocks with it's okay as long as you can service the debt, yeah, meet the the other bank requirements. Um, there's probably certain limits that you can do that stuff too, but yeah, I think when we're going into a period of, um, you know, five, six, seven percent mortgage rates, do you want to look at that and think about paying down your lending instead of taking more out? Or yeah, yeah, you know, like are you going to get like the the sh- the share market's down like fifteen, twenty percent or whatever? Are you going to get that seven percent return to cover that cost? It's a risky play, years? isn't it? Because your shares might go down, so therefore. <coughs> You've, your mortgage has increased, the interest rate on that's then increased, It's the amount of interest you're paying has increased, which has got to come from somewhere. Yep. Your dividends, they get taxed at, let's say, 30% at least for most people because you'll be above 48 grand in income probably. So you're then only got two-thirds of the dividend left to then pay down the additional interest that you're now paying. That's a pretty... Like the paying down debt, which you know has interest charged on it, is always a guaranteed return, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You don't don't margin call yourself, eh? She's a scary one. Do you want to quickly explain what margin call? Like when you, when you say that, what you mean by that? Oh yeah. Well, y- you know, if if you're taking out, let's say you take out a whole lot of debt against your house, and then you go into the put it into the share market, um, and you know you've got this the the loan is now doubled on your house, and you've got all of the stuff in the share market, and then the share market starts going down in value. So let's call it 200 grand and let's say that the share market drops by 50% for round numbers. So you've 100 grand on paper there. Yep. Then your property is coming down in value as well. Then the market conditions aren't nice, so you lose your job. But then you need to pay the bigger mortgage that you've taken out. So you have to sell your shares that have been cut in half just to reduce the mortgage. And basically, your net wealth position gets slashed. You've gone backwards. Because you've, had to, you've been forced to liquidate assets at a time when it's not liquid, basically. Gotcha, yeah. Um, and and you're, it's not a nice position to be in because it takes years to unwind, mm. years to get back to that position yep. that you were in before that scenario. Be very, very careful. My suggestion with all this kind of thinking would always be, like, people obviously want more income, right? They're looking for a shortcut. The, the shortcut is to become more valuable and go and earn more income. And then pay your tax on that, and then mm. use that to then clear your debt faster. Just like the or invest. Just like the applications and stuff, right? Like, um, <laughs> yeah, everyone's looking for a shortcut. But if you could just, if I could tell you that I can guarantee you a hundred grand extra income in five years, would you take it? Mm. Just it's a bit of patience, and then actually doing it. Yep, doing it. Do the doing. 
This one, less of a question, more of a suggestion. Why don't we create our own little circular economy within the Keep the Change followers? Those that need work can post about it in Facebook group and those that want work can snap it up and vice versa. I'm a trade me side hustler gal by night, but I do find that my home is running a bit empty from all the all of my sales, so on to the next hustle. It's not a bad idea. Just don't know if we've got enough people. Your Facebook marketplace exists. Yeah. It's, um yeah, I mean, like, it's cool, but I reckon you probably need a lot more people for it to to be something because I think you underestimate how many people you need to really like make something hum. So whether it's okay, um, you know, oh well, where's that? Oh, that's in Christchurch. Oh, I live in Auckland. I would have been keen to do it, but you know. But yeah, I mean, that's the concept could work. Uh, why does month end matter to a business? Every podcast open opens my mind to a new earning possibility. So thank you. Well, well. Month end is typically quite corporate-y and it's what a business, and, and even in small businesses, they'll kind of close out their month and they'll go right out. What uh, what income did we have? What expenses did we have? What things have we still not paid for but we need to accrue and make sure that we're looking at our true profits? So it's, oh, that bill's not due till next month but we actually have already used those services. So you're making sure that that expense is recognised in that certain month. Uh, you're making sure everything balances up. It's a pretty old school methodology. Yeah, isn't it just a summary, a measurement of time, right? Like, oh, gee, here he is. Yeah, fucking textbook Mikey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I do. I don't do month end, but like, I always use month, month to month, and then quarter to quarter as measurements for all of my business figures and KPIs and yeah, KPIs and profit and expenses, and then yeah, I always go and annualise it based on those numbers to see how we're tracking with what I want to do for the year. and yep. So I guess that's why you do it, right? And that's exactly why you do it because it's getting your mind to look at that stuff and think about progress and think about where you're at and then you start to dig into how come, why not? And mm. So I think that's the principle I'm trying to teach people to then take it over to their personal life to go, am I getting closer towards my goals? Mm. Or in that last month did something change? You spot things as well. I had someone message the other day that said, fuck, there's five payments of rent in this next month. How are we going to figure oh, yeah. that out? And I'm like, well, I'll tell you what, you've figured it out before you get to the fifth week. Yeah. So I bet by the time you get to the fifth week, you would have figured it out. Yeah. <laughs> and that's why you do a month-end process and start yeah. learning these things because you solve problems before they come up. Uh, and the brain loves progress. We don't, we don't get taught to look at our financial situation and a personal level and go, where am I at? And you keep understanding your KiwiSaver balance, where your shares are going and what your debt levels are, and the goal is hopefully grow your net worth by increasing your assets and decreasing your debt. And that is usually the goal of a business as well because they need to report back to their shareholders and uh, tell them what sort of dividend they're going to be able to pay to those shareholders. The last one for today, mate, this is a big one. Love your work. This is the only newsletter that hits my inbox that I make sure to read every edition of. The most recent one about KiwiSaver got me thinking. If an 80-year-old has 200k sitting in their fund, like the average, what happens to the money when they die? Does it go to their next of kin in cash or the next of kin's KiwiSaver, or does it go to gas the government? Surely not. Also, can this 80-year-old make a lump sum withdrawal for anything other than to buy a first home, maybe to gift to a family member or to pay for expensive retirement home costs? I could probably Google the answer, but thought you might want to share the answer with others too. Great, great question. Um, Adam from Compound Wealth would probably be better to answer this, but there's some things I know for sure is that, no, the government won't get your KiwiSaver. That'll get uh, passed down. It'll get, end up in your estate, effectively. If you've got no family and stuff, I do believe the crown takes over. Really? Yeah. Wow. 
Yeah, I think if you've got literally nothing and you didn't write a will, yeah, and no family, no family members, nothing, I do think it goes to the crown. I reckon someone would come along and try and make claim for that and say, no, 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 I was uh, related to that. We should, uh, we should, yeah, I'll do some learning on that. Yeah, I'll try and ask someone, figure out, mm. yeah, what happens if there's no people. Uh, but most people will have, yeah, a will or there'll be a set of wishes whereby. They'll know where that money's going to go to. I have heard of a massive amount of money getting left to a school. Sometimes that's quite the thing to do is people yep. go, I don't not I don't fuck with charities, but school, for instance, for me was a big thing. So they yep. go, and then the school uses it to develop different areas of the school. Um, and yeah, 80-year-olds, I think why the balance is so high is because they've probably been told by someone, why don't you just roll all your money into a KiwiSaver and it's it's a easy way to, to have it invested without having to have an investment advisor, without yeah. having half a million or whatever. Yeah, this person said, can they pull it out for anything else other than a house? Fuck yeah, it's 65. Yeah, you can do yeah. what you want. Yeah, you can you can take the whole lot out and go buy a Lambo if you want. Yeah. Or you can have it, like Adam will know more detail about this, or you can have it, you know, paid out in a in like a weekly paycheck if you want. Yep. Yep, there's all sorts of things you can do. But once you're at 65, the world's your oyster. Yeah, you don't need to take it out if you don't want to. It can stay in there, just like you're leaving it in your own investments, but you can draw down on that cash and those gains when you want. Like, I mean, my plan is that I have a shit ton in there and I just ride the market and leave it in there. I'd probably be loose as and just still leave it in an aggressive fund, <laughs> De- depending on what life looks like when they get there, right? But, I mean, I'll hopefully my KiwiSaver is just going to be a bonus, but I'll then use the gains from that to be able to do some of my, you know, hobbies that I want to do or my incremental spending. And it's not like, oh, you can't do that anymore because you're retired. It's like, no, no, I fucking worked and invested through KiwiSaver my entire life to be able to do the things that, you know, I still wanted to be able to do post-65. But, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, retirement's obviously different for everyone. But once you're past 65, you've got full access to it from what I understand. There we go, mate. A short and sharp but uh, good edition of the questions. Keep them coming if you do want to ask one. Then, as we say, there's a link at the bottom of the email or message over on Instagram. We can send the link to you if you don't get the email, but it would be preferential if you do it via the email, which will save us some time. Any thoughts before you go, mate? Nothing too curly in there or nothing that's sort nah. of like... Again, um, always the shortcut thing. I like think I should caveat. I work with... Kiwi Bank, back to the government thing, and I really like working with Kiwi Bank. <laughs> just because I <laughs> cover your ass there. I just yeah. <laughs> rip the government then. Uh, but yeah, I'll rip the government, but not Kiwi Bank directly. I've been good. Yeah, yeah. I not too many shortcuts in this one, which is usually the common theme. People looking for a quick way or, yeah. or a silver bullet and whatnot. But obviously, people looking at ways to get ahead faster, which is you know human nature. So that's good. Just. All of those things take risks, so make sure you de-risk them as much as you can and, and don't overcomplicate them and understand what you're getting yourself into. See you on the next edition. I'm staring at you trying to figure how you got them jeans. If I was down, would you say things to make me smile? I treat you how you want to be treated, just teach me how. If I was with some other chick and someone happened to see, and when you asked me about it, I said it wasn't me, would you believe me or up and leave me? How deep is I bond if that's all it takes for you to be gone?